Hello, everyone. Another episode that's simple, really. It's a podcast about a non-expert's opinion on life's most common curveballs. And uh, today, we have an interesting topic. Um, so let's, uh, let's begin. I'm just going to dive right in and ask Greg a question. Now, many people, when left to your own devices, like think about this, you have no responsibilities, you have no money worries, we would probably probably, and I'm, this is unconfirmed, would sit on the couch and watch TV or have another pleasurable activity. Now, if that's true, then I have to admit, without external pressure, you cannot achieve greatness. In other words, if nothing is pressuring you to deliver, to get that timeline in, to deliver that product, you, you will procrastinate. Now, would you agree, Greg? Because technically, what they say is no pressure, no diamonds. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear that uh, saying, and, and I used to subscribe to that line of thinking for many years. I mean, um, I worked in the grocery industry for, I don't know, whatever, 20 years. And I used to think that the constant pressure, the deadlines, um, the tsunami after tsunami after tsunami <laughs> of project work is part of what made me great at my job. Like that, that, uh, that I thrived under that pressure. Um, it's funny because it, it wasn't until I, I, I had developed an eye twitch and I, I know many people that, uh, that I've worked with have had some kind of physical manifestation of what stress and pressure can do to you. But anyway, I, I'd had an eye twitch for, three or four months, something like that, uh, maybe longer until I resigned from that job. And literally within 45 minutes of handing in my resignation, my eye twitch went away. So like without a doubt, the eye twitch was a direct manifestation of the, the stress and the pressure. So, I mean, uh, on the one hand, I say, um, there's irrefutable scientific proof that pressure and stress is bad for your health. That's true. Uh, so, um, I mean, that's that's one kind of counter argument to no, no pressure, no diamonds. Um, and then uh, the other part is, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big sports fan. And, uh, you know, if I think of sports, particularly something like golf, like the, the last couple of weeks I was watching the, the tour championship a few weeks ago and it was coming down to the end. The win, winner of the tournament gets like $15 million. Mm-hmm. So, but there's a, there's a number of players vying for spots like two through six or whatever. So it's like, they're literally standing over putts and it's like, this putt is worth a million dollars. And you, you know, and, and of course the commentators are talking about the pressure and. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to cut you off, but that's a perfect example. Like in sports, surely pressure makes for better athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. I'm getting to is that. From the outside looking in and and the narrative in sports is that the pressure has something to do with the performance. You only get right, a right. performance under pressure. And it's true that there's a there's a, a they coexist like this. The, it seems like the pressure has something to do with it. Yeah. But if you 
you think about uh, and you, you listen to athletes after the fact, and I mean, I was never an elite athlete, but even things like little league baseball, like I, I was in high pressure situations and came through and whatever, but it's, and if you think about most people can relate to when, when is it that they perform their best or had their best idea? And it's typically when they find, uh, you know, what a lot of people call clarity or uh, um, a Zen they're in the zone. Um, and if you think about, you know, here's a guy putting for a million dollars, like if he misses mm-hmm. the putt, it's going to cost him a million dollars. I bet if you interviewed him at the moment when he was making that putt, he was on an island of his own. There are the thousands of people around him cheering, the millions of people watching at home. He had no perception or awareness of any of that. He was zoned in. It was him in a ball, in a hole, and that was it. And that's when, when they do their best. So it's, it's almost like there's no doubt that there's pressure in the environment. But what I'm getting to is that the actual performance itself is in spite of the pressure. They're actually, they've, they've kind of removed, like at that moment, the pressure doesn't exist for them. Okay. Um, okay. I, 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 I follow you. Yeah. So if, if I were to reiterate it for everyone listening, if, if I understood you correctly, you're saying that the best performance and the best, I don't know, creativity, product, uh, project delivery, anything, it's not because of the pressure. It's how you're able to separate yourself from the environment in order to get that done. Is that is that so? So you're saying, exactly. you're saying basically your performance comes from within you, not because somebody is standing there with a like a bingo. Yeah, imaginary bat. Inside out it comes from within, hundred percent. Think about it. Like if you've ever had a problem you had to solve or an issue, and you sit down at your desk and you grind away on it you probably aren't getting anywhere fast because you, you're not clear headed, but then you give up and you go, oh, fuck this. I need a break. And you go for a walk with a dog or you, yep. you know, go have a shower and then voila, an idea pops into your head. And it wasn't, it wasn't the pressure. It wasn't the grinding away that got you that answer. It was, it was um, becoming clear minded and letting the answer come from within that got you the answer. It wasn't the pressure. Okay. Now I will say like, like if I go back for a second to your first kind of premise of sitting on the couch and whatever, um, you know, I, I think, and I see this with my kids, like at school, um, you know, the a teacher assigns an assignment and you have a week to do it. Yep. And invariably my kids are, you know, it's the night before it's due and they're scrambling because they did they waste they didn't do anything for the whole week leading up to the end. Yeah. And you know, I, I at the time I'm thinking, well, mate, you know, and I'm like that in some ways. Like I I feel like, well, I need the pressure of the deadline to motivate me. And to some degree, I think that that's true. But again, I, I think it's just a story that we tell ourselves. And, and part of it is like we often feel like um I need to feel a certain way before I can do something. So like, why are you working on your project? Well, I don't really, I don't feel like it right now. Okay. Well, that's fine. And, and one, one of the things in my coaching that, that uh, my mentor, Jamie Smart talks about is like, he says uh, somewhat sarcastically is like, Oh, did you think you needed to feel comfortable before you could do something? Or 
Do you <laughs> feel like you need to feel a certain way before you can do something? Like we, we, we often connect, like our feelings have something to do with what we can or can't do, which is just a story that we tell ourselves. It really has no bearing on whether we do something or not, or it shouldn't, we, we let it, but it, it really there again, we, we've created this fabricated story that there's some kind of causation there mm-hmm. when in fact it doesn't exist. But okay. So I, I, I understand what you're saying, but um, would, do you think that people would actually do something or go out and achieve something if it wasn't for the external pressure? And I mean, just, regular people because i know what it feels like and i think both you and i know what it feels yeah. like when you have an idea when you have inspiration and that drives you you don't need any external pressure you don't need any external deadlines in fact sometimes we impose those uh timelines on ourselves just just to make sure that we keep going keep progressing yeah but outside of that let's say inspiration does not strike you how do you how do you get motivated? Because let's let's be honest. Like, let's let's go back to the work environment for a second. Yeah. Work environment. A lot of people uh, see it as uh, a means to an end, and an end is to make sure that they can pay their bills and to go about their life. In it's it's not the work that they're interested in. It's the what the money that that job uh, allows them to do. Yeah. So pressure in a workforce creates, um, separates, let's say, the leaders from uh, the people who are led. Yeah. You would not agree with that? Um, I, don't know if it, I don't know if I would define it so much as pressure. Um, although I suppose you can dotted line get back to pressure because, it, it, you know, basically what you said is people work for money. Yes. Um, and what, you know, maybe the pressure comes, why do they need money? Well, they need their money to pay the bills mm-hmm. to, to have a roof over their head and food on the table and, yeah. you know, so on. So, so maybe that's how you get back to the notion of pressure. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't think of it so much as pressure as much as, uh, you know, I don't know, necessities, things that bring them joy, bring them comfort, bring them peace. Like that's what they're, they're working for or sacrificing for doing a job that they don't particularly like because they need the money to yep. do whatever. Um, it's funny though, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I think, may, I, I think you'd agree, like such a high percentage of society finds themselves in that uh, rat race Mm-hmm. of doing stuff that they don't particularly like just because they need the money or it's convenient or whatever the reason is, but they're not really following their passion or whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a sad commentary on the state of the world. When you think about what a high percentage of the population is actually not doing what they would want to do or what they're capable of doing. Right. They're just doing what they can do at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting because I mean we both find ourselves at kind of a place in our career where you know we we're trying to do more of what it is that we want to do, yes, than what we have to do. <laughs> if that makes sense, it, it actually does. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
so it's all it's 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 kind of in, it's kind of interesting um, because it doesn't seem to be it seems to depend on the type of person yeah. that we're talking about. Yeah. And for some, it may be that pressure does produce a quote unquote diamond. Yeah. And yeah, and for some, it might be uh, like you said, leading to an eye twitch. Yeah, yeah. I still think the the it's a it's a misassignment of that the result has anything to do with the pressure. I, I still go back to. I think it's in spite of the pressure. It's like there's the, mm-hmm. the pressure may have gotten them to a place where they had to f- get into the zone. But once they're there, like the pressure really has nothing to do with the actual performance. And I'll give you an example. So one of the things I've always done with, with my teams and things and something I, I coach and teach in my um, leadership practice is good planning. Yep. As a, you know, best practices, looking out four to six weeks ahead of time, mm-hmm. organize and execute around priorities like when you start functioning, um, doing high leverage activities and planning, a lot of the pressure goes away because the things that used to sneak up on you and cause you pressure, yeah, don't happen. Don't they don't happen anymore? And and the performance actually improves. And everyone like the 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 stress level goes from here down to here, mm-hmm. but the performance goes from here to here. Mm-hmm. So you know you're you're performing well because everything's so smooth. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a metaphor, kind of like if you think of a an engine, you know, when when you the engine performs better when the oil is clean and new and there isn't there is no friction, there's no stress, there's no right. pressure. It's just a smooth, all the parts are are working properly. When things start getting out of sync and gunk starts getting in the oil, that's when you start having issues. And that I don't know, I kind of equate that to like, you know, when you're letting when you're letting the pressure drive what you're doing versus letting your your passion and planning and uh, other motivations drive it, then you're you're headed for trouble. I think. I guess. I guess. I guess. Uh, just uh, on that metaphor, it, it seems. It seems that the reason that pressure, uh, this this notion of no pressure, no diamonds, uh, has come about, is because it's much more difficult to find a way to motivate a person, especially if you need to do it externally. Let's say it's something new, someone's junior or somebody's been doing the job for a while. So how do you how do you motivate a person so that it inspires them? Because that inspiration lights a spark inside from, from inside, which is what you were saying. Yeah. So that is way more difficult than just set a timeline and an expectation. Yeah. I guess I guess maybe that's that's kind of the reason why I reverted yeah, to it. Yeah. And then we like somebody created the saying. I actually don't uh, I have I'll be honest, I have I have not heard this saying, but I heard this notion before. Yeah. In other words, so and then and then we just reinforce it, reinforce that MO with the saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny when you were describing kind of the that work scenario. I was thinking back to when I was in software development and thinking that like um, all the times that we didn't deliver what we wanted to deliver because it didn't actually work that way. Like, you know, you go into it thinking, well, we're going to, we're going to say to the team, here's all the things we need to accomplish by this timeline yeah. to deliver to the client. But there was a kind of this environment of like, well, 
at the first sign of any risk of not being able to deliver it, we're going to mitigate that risk by just uh, removing stuff off the list. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, you know, it, my, I guess, long story short, it didn't work the way you described. Like it, it was, yep. the, and part of that was organizationally. I think there was a, this release valve of like, oh, well, those those deadlines and those tasks aren't really real. We actually can control whether we include them or not. So let's just take them out, and then the the pressure is gone um, to deliver that. Um, but I, I think it goes back to like the motivation. I, I think a lot of, especially the the uh, you know, there's been a shift in the workforce, probably like related to generations um, in terms of understanding the why. Like it's no longer just acceptable to, to uh, carrot and stick people and say, just do this by this date, yep. don't do it. Like, you know, people want to understand, well, why, why am I doing this? Like, what is the purpose? What, how does this tie into the next process or the next group? Or does it even make sense for me to doing it? Um, because it's, you know, it's kind of like the, we're evolving out of like the industrial age factory kind of, cogs in a machine to more everyone wants to understand the purpose and the why mm. um, and uh yeah I, I, I it's not that i disagree with you because deep down inside i fully agree with you yeah it's just i'm i'm trying to look at this so if you spend most of your time explaining the why to people or trying to get them on board you may not it's not likely that you will always succeed because sometimes you're not going to be speaking the language of the person. Yeah. And then it becomes more of um, like stuff needs to get done. Yeah. And then people revert back to the, let's say, pressure stick. Yeah. But it's, um, I, I, I mean, I, I see your point. I see your point well. And I think it would be, it would be a much better experience for a lot of, people a lot of employees if in fact managers leaders took the time to um as difficult as it is find that personal language and personal i don't know script that would speak to a particular individual that's that's that that's what i'm taking away from our conversation today yeah well i think i think you're right i think it's a it's a skill as a, the leaders have, right. To, to motivate, yeah. to motivate yeah. people in different ways. Um, it's actually very interesting. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it probably one of the most essential things that leaders should develop in themselves as they kind of graduate up the, uh, up the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. I know when, when, um, whenever I used to go to like, all hands meetings or, or whatever. And like the, the most senior people, the CEO or the president is, is presenting for the most part. Um, you leave those meetings much more motivated than you were when you got there. Mm-hmm. And some of it is, you know, the, the leader's charisma or whatever, but a lot of it is just them sharing their vision for the business. And I, th- I think if you boil it all down, it comes down to better understanding the why, why is it that this business is doing what it's doing? Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, cause I, I know I used to always come back from those meetings with kind of a, uh, a jump in my step and 
refocused on what's important and, and then rallying my team around, you know, Brian said this or Ed said this, and now let's go do epic shit or, <laughs> or, or whatever the, the catchphrase of the day was. Okay. Okay. It's this, this, um, this is an interesting topic. This is an interesting topic. I think the whole, I think it comes back to how we see ourselves in this world. And uh, so I know, I know for a fact that I, at some point in time, thought that pressure was the, um, the ever-present environment. And that's just, just what it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's everyone who came before me said the same thing that this is kind of, yeah, this is, this is how you thrive. And, or if you don't thrive, well, you don't have what it takes. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I happen to agree with you. It, you don't have to necessarily break a person in, especially if they want to be part of the, the team. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. That's, um, yeah. Something to ponder. I would just leave everyone with thinking yeah. like, you know, if you're on the fence or not sure, just think about it or, or notice when you're in a moment, when you're doing your best work in that moment, like, I'm not saying there isn't pressure around you, but are you actually acting out of that pressure? Like, are you feeling the pressure in the moment when you're doing your best work? And I would, I would, in my experience, I would say, no, you're not, you're, you're actually clear-minded and not thinking about the pressure at all. You're just, you're just um, oozing passion and, and uh, whatever into the work that you're doing. The pressure isn't even, a, it's not even in your head as an afterthought at the moment. That is, that, that, is that, that is true. That is true. Well, thank you, Greg. And Great, uh, thanks everyone, for yeah, we'll see you again next week. See you next week. Exactly. Take care. Yeah. See you. 